Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey, friends. Welcome officially to 2024, or as I'm calling it, 2020 more. I know it's a little cheesy, but it works. It works. Well, did you know that motivation is what gets you started, but habit is what keeps you going? Jim Rohn said that. Did you also know your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, your values become your destiny. That one was Gandhi. Any guesses how we're going to kick off 2020 more? What our topic is going to be? Okay, I'll just leave it there. I gave you a couple hints. So in a minute, we'll see if you could come up with the right answer. But first, I've got two important things to talk about. And the first is it's time to reveal a huge announcement, the biggest announcement that we've had here on the TikTok podcast since we started. And that was a big announcement. Now, I will say that our TikTok tribe in our Facebook community got the announcement early yesterday. They get early access to things. So if you're not part of that, of course, go to our show notes, click there and join us. So they already know. But after countless requests and messages and conversations, I mean countless, I want to know who else is ready to make 2024 your most transformative year yet And who wants to take what you've been hearing here on our podcast to go even deeper, like a much deeper level? Well, I'm excited to announce the Time for More in 2024, an exclusive Calico. So that's our parent company, Calico Mastermind. And it is here. It is here. The people asked and the people are going to get what they want. This is designed to elevate your personal and professional life. So it's a combination of both of those things. It's not just a program, but it really is a commitment. It's a commitment by a few of you to a new level of excellence. There is going to be personalized coaching and attention, some experts, and especially important, a community of like-minded people. We're going to take a dive into mastering your mind, your habits, hint, hint, and your vision. We're going to unlock, hopefully, some unprecedented growth and success. What will this mastermind include this time for more in 2024? Mastermind will include group collaboration sessions, individual coaching with me, and access to me in a really special and unique and great way. Some guest speakers and more. And it will be a 90-day program starting at the end of January. Full disclosure on a couple of things. This may be the only time I offer this. So if you're interested at all, you will want to jump on it. It has been a whole year for me of trying out new things in my and era. And we're going to give this a go. So if you're like, I don't know, maybe I'll try it the next time around. I don't know if there's going to be a next time around. So now is the time. And then here is the catch. I'm only opening this opportunity to up to 10 people who are really ready to invest in their future. I want to keep this small. I want to keep it personal. So therefore, I'm capping it. If you are interested and you think you might want to be one of the few to not just dream about this, but do it, then time for more in 2024 is where your next chapter is going to begin. I'm opening an application process now. 
My TikTok tribers got it yesterday, but I think there's still some slots left. So go ahead and apply now. And here's how you can get the application. It's not just out there for the masses or the public. You will message me. All of this is in my show notes, or you can find me on social. You can message me on my website, calliebrigham.com and get the application link directly from me or DM me on social or send me an email. This is a really exclusive small group. So I'm taking it very carefully and making sure that we've got the right people at the right time. The application deadline is January 15th. Don't wait. These spots are going to fill up fast. And I do want you to be part of this first ever journey and experiment and experience together. Okay. So that was little preamble one. Preamble two, I'll say, well, now it's onto the show. However, we're still going to back up to 2023 and our last episode last week where we talked about the word of the year. So we're not quite ready to dive into the full podcast yet today because we want to talk about the word of the year. I am going to share mine. And thanks to so many of you that have been sharing your words. We have a special post in our TikTok community saying, what is your word of the year? You can use your little template, download if you want, or just tell us for crying out loud, tell us. And here's mine. Dun, 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 dun. Drum roll, please. My word for 2024 is voice. I know it's probably not shocking now. You're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But when I got the word, which was all the way back in September, the very beginning of September, yeah, had no clue, had no clue. I was in Spain on an incentive trip that I earned. My husband was there and lots of our friends were there with their spouses. And there is an optional worship service on these trips And my dear friend, Rachel Bullock, gave a great little message. And she was talking about really a concept based on a book called Living Fearless by Jamie Winship. You don't have to read the book in order to understand what I'm talking about, but it's an incredible resource. And it really is about identity. And she had us close our eyes and she had us just pretend like we're having a conversation, really a one-way, a listening conversation with God. And to just say, don't overthink it, but what name is he calling you? Like not your name, not Callie, but what name is he calling you? And within a half a second, I heard the word voice. Now I will say, I originally thought, well, maybe that's because some of my friends had just gotten off the stage from the worship morning experience singing and they have incredible voices. And I thought maybe I'm just, you know, wishing that I had a voice like theirs, you know, I, in the shower, I certainly do. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I could someday sing like Mandy Ray or Crystal or my friends. So I thought maybe that's what the word is about. Maybe that's like subliminal in my mind, subconscious. But I think now we know. And I'm excited to experience fully what that word voice is going to mean through song, through scripture, through this next year. So that is my word. And yes, I've got it up on my mirror. I've got my Etsy bracelet, the whole deal. Now, I do have to say, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm too honest sometimes on this podcast. But the deal is, I was having a conversation with my family about this last week. And my kids are pretty on board with having a word for the year. Maddie was deciding between a couple. Braden thinks he has his. And I will, because they are young adults, I won't necessarily share their word for the year unless they wanted me to. But my happy... (laughs) He's just a stinker. It's just not really his thing. And I know, isn't that crazy? I mean, he's been 
with me watching me do first of all we've been married almost 20 years and he has watched me really love this word of the year thing I mean we share a bathroom so he sees all my words and it's just you guys it's just not really his thing and I've tried and I mean someday he might get on board I'm just telling you that because if you're not quite there or you're like why is my husband not excited or why are my kids not excited well mine either I mean oh well at least I've got you guys, right? At least I've got you guys who are in my corner here. So the idea about the word of the year and Josh and I just reminds me of the Jerry Maguire movie where the famous line where they say, you complete me. We are two opposites. And together though, I bring to the table, he brings to the table and it really does work for the most part. Now we still can drive each other crazy. And I'm the kind of girl that if I want to hang a picture First of all, I want to hang it right now. Like the, the moment I get the idea, I don't care what time of day it is. We're going to hang that picture and I'll probably eye it and then I'll put the nail on the wall and then I'll be like, whoopsies, and I'll move it a couple inches this way or that way. But who cares? Like it's going to be behind the picture anyways. Now, my husband is going to have the level out and he's going to have measuring and he's going to have it's going to be absolutely perfect. However, it might be six months from now. Right. Okay. So I'm setting the stage, not only with throwing him under the bus, sorry, love you, babe. But also, this leads me to expectations from someone that is a little bit different from you. Now, this may be your best friend or your mom or your child or a coworker. And this is the perfect lead in to next week's episode or not this next week's next Friday, this coming Friday's episode on expectations. My friend, Chatney Gelfius, shared with me a story years ago about a conversation and experience that she had with her husband. And I was going to just share it myself, like replay it for you. But in hearing it back from Chatney, I thought, no, 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 no. She's the girl to share it with you. So that's what you have to look forward to this Friday. It will totally and radically change the way that you think about expectations, in particular, expectations that you have with your family. And because I love me some freebies and I love to give you some freebies, there will be a template download that you get to use based on Chatney's story on Friday. So that's coming up on the Feature Friday bonus episode. You're going to love Chatney, trust me. Okay. Now, we got all that out of the way. It is time for the actual show to begin. All right. 10 minutes in. And here's the show, the actual show. Did you guess from my first quotes what we're going to hit and what we're going to hit hard? Now, even if you didn't know the quotes, but you do know me and you know a favorite business, professional growth, self-growth, you name it, book that I am obsessed with. It's in probably my top five of all time. Someday he's going to be on the show or I'm going to be co-hosting something with him or we're going to be best friends. James Clear. Call me, call me. Okay, the book is called Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits by James Clear. We will know each other someday. I mean, I'm just speaking it into existence. We're gonna talk about habits. Have you ever driven somewhere and you arrived only to not remember anything about the actual trip? Like, wait, I remember getting in the car and now I'm at my destination and I don't remember stoplights, interstates, turning right, turning left. Well, that's because your drive to work or school or home is so ingrained in you that you didn't even think about it. Well, guess what? That is what a habit is. 
It's a well-worn path in the brain that defines how you automatically behave in specific situations. It's subconscious programming that guides your actions and reactions, often without conscious thought. It's an automatic behavior or systematic action that requires very little mental effort. And let me just say this, that there are good habits, there are bad habits, and there are neutral habits. You cannot outwork a bad habit. You can't outhope a bad habit. You can't just stop a bad habit for the most part. So how in the world are we going to move forward into 2020 more with some more good habits? Well, I've got you. Now, I want to keep just talking a little bit more about a habit just so that we are all on the same page about what it is. So therefore, we can address it properly. So really, a habit is also, I want you to think about muscle memory. That's really what it is. Things that you do that your body is just accustomed to. Muscle memory. I have a, I have a funny story about this. Going to take you way back to college. Now, in college, my minor was music. I played the violin. I've played the violin since I was five years old. And professional violinist now today. But at the time I was in college. And one of the things that I was able to do, this was kind of cool, was I was the solo violinist for a performance, a concert being backed up by a full orchestra for one of Vivaldi's four seasons. You guys know it, right? The spring season, spring, summer, fall, winter, right? So I was the lead like concert violinist for it. And for months, I practiced. I mean, this is not an easy piece, needless to say. And the fact that I was going to be performing it live in front of a whole huge auditorium full of people, right? So the night of the performance comes, I've got my long gown on, and everyone in the orchestra that's performing is already out and seated. And I am back in the back behind all the big curtains about to come out, right? Well, I stand back there and all of a sudden, I cannot remember how it goes. Like not for the life of me. I can't remember the first note. I can't remember the key that it's in. Can you imagine the panic and the total horror that comes over me? You could have paid me a million dollars. I could not have told you the first note. Now I had a choice to make. I could have just like, I don't know, pretended or thrown up really and just said, I'm out of here. I mean, I don't know what would happen if that would have happened. That was one option. Really, my only option at that point, though, was to walk on stage. I mean, what else was I going to do? But I thought, okay, when I walk on stage, I'm going to walk kind of behind the first violins and I'm going to take a look at their stance because when you're the solo performer, you don't have the written music in front of you. It's just by memory. And so I walk behind them and I'm like, maybe I can catch the first note or at least the key. I mean, we're not playing the same part, but still, no, I couldn't see because the lights are really bright. So I come out in front. I mean, imagine I am in front. There's thousands of people in there. I cannot remember the song. And it's not like it's a song that nobody knows. I mean, you do not have to be into classical music and you have heard Vivaldi Four Seasons. So I stand there. I mean, sweat dripping off my hands. Like I just want to die. The orchestra starts. I put my violin up on my shoulder and guess what happened? I started to play. Like I started to play. My fingers knew what to do. How crazy is that? That's habit. That's muscle memory. I had done it so many times that my brain, I mean, I don't know, was my brain engaged or not engaged or who knows what happened? That is the power of habit and repetition. 
Now, let's make it on a much more relatable note. <laughs> Habit could even be the order in which you get ready in the morning. All right. Are you team? Is it makeup first, then hair, then get dressed? Or get dressed, hair, and then makeup? Or is it hair, then makeup, then get dressed? Okay, you get the idea. But seriously, which one is it? <laughs> For me, it is makeup, hair, get dressed. Okay. Or even which side of the church you sit on, which side of the bed you sleep on if you're married, where you park, where you start off in the grocery store. All of those things are habit. So what if I tell you that the idea of starting to work on habits is going to be so dang fun, though? You're going to love it. You're going to embrace it. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to want to tell all your friends. Guess what is so fun for me? Habits. <laughs> I also want to set the stage. And I'm going to give you something practical here in just a second. This is your first, um, we don't want to call it an assignment, right? Arr, that sounds like we're back in school, like all the kids are. You get the idea. I want to set the stage though. How we're going to begin and how we should begin. The very first thing that we do is to understand that this is going to be tiny, tiny, tiny little adjustments, tiny little changes. I mean, minuscule. I have a friend whose husband is a rocket scientist. Yeah, like a rocket scientist. And somehow, I don't know if it was dinner conversation, but we started to talk about a quantum leap. And he said this, did you know that in physics, if you have a one degree shift, I mean, imagine how small that is, a one degree shift, and then you project that out like into space or into the universe, as you project it out and it gets wider and wider as it goes towards an endpoint, the end result is a quantum leap from a one degree shift. So will you agree with me that we're going to knock it off <laughs> for those holy and highly unrealistic goals and habits? Let's just pinky swear right now. Not going to do it. We are going to go small. We got to go small in order to get big, which reminds me of Zechariah 410 that says, do not despise those small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That's why we're starting this in 2024, small beginnings. Or like someone just as famous said, Kate Blander, my mother, you don't have to start to be, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. I'll say that again. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Now, I think maybe Zig Ziglar said that first, but in my life, that was always my mom. So let's start. I'm going to give you two questions and I'm going to give you two examples, two questions that will really get you started. Now, this is from the book Atomic Habits. I'm going to summarize this puppy for you so much. I mean, I will say this is the one book that I feel like every page and every chapter really is valuable. You know, those books where like the first couple pages and the last couple pages are important. Then it's like filler. That is not this. And I have even done this several times with my team where we have taken it chapter by chapter, like week by week. I mean, I don't even know how many chapters are there. There's a lot. There's like 300 pages in here. But I'm going to make this easy for you. This is going to be the cliff notes or the Cali. Oh, I just made it up. On the fly. This is going to be the Cali notes here. First, we're going to talk about identity, which is kind of fun because that goes back to what I was talking about at the very beginning of this episode with my word voice, which came from an identity moment. But we're going to talk about identity because how in the world do you know what habits you want to have if you don't know who you are or more importantly, who you want to become? Now, don't stress about this one though. 
I know it sounds like, wait, you said it was really small and that's like really, really big. Okay. I'm going to super simplify this. Here we go. Who do I want to be? And you're thinking that did not simplify it at all. (laughs) That is overwhelming. Oh my word. Where do I start? How long is this going to take? It's going to take like a half a second because I will explain what I really mean by this, by this question. Who do I want to be is the first one. I'm going to so oversimplify this that you're going to say, wait a minute, I should have known that or I could have trained on this or I could have recorded this podcast myself. But let me go ahead and tell you the second question. So first question is, who do I want to be? Second question, the follow-up to that is, what is something that person does? Okay, so general, so general. Who do I want to be? What is something that person does? Are you ready for some examples that I hope will set the stage for you? Okay. I said the who do I want to be question is going to be so basic. This is what I did. This is about five or six years ago. I said, fine, I'll answer that question. Generally, I want to be healthy. See, that was easy. Healthy. I didn't say anything more specific than that. And it's okay. I want you to start really broad. So healthy was my first one. Then the second question is, what is something that person does? What is something? Not what is everything? What is something? And without overthinking, I said, well, healthy people drink a lot of water. (laughs) Right? Okay. So we've started here. Healthy, drink a lot of water. So I thought to myself, okay, how can I take one baby step to drinking water? One baby step to drinking water. Here's what I thought. All right. What's something I already do that I could like combine it? I could just tack it on. And that's called habit stacking. And we're going to talk about that next week. And for me, I thought, well, I drink coffee in the morning. That is a habit. Like I get up and I go downstairs and it's dark outside and I hit that Keurig, Nespresso, whatever. And my coffee starts brewing and I can wake up. So I thought, hmm, for those few seconds, I don't know how long does it take, 20, 30 seconds for that coffee to brew. What if I drink water while I'm waiting for my coffee? Boom. (laughs) Because it really didn't matter the coffee part. That wasn't what I was addressing. I was just addressing drinking more water. So that's what I started to do. I would get up in the morning while it was like Pavlov's dog, right? I would start to smell the coffee and I would drink a thing of water, a glass of water that was sitting there. Now it did end up evolving and it ended up evolving to this. The night before I would fill up my water and I would put it by the coffee pot. That made it easier for me and more obvious. These are also parts of Atomic Habits. It made it more easy. Obviously there was no barrier because I was literally just standing there half asleep and I would drink the water till the coffee was ready. Then one morning I'm drinking the water while the coffee's brewing and I look at my coffee creamer. Now I'm pretty healthy person. I kind of like to do that overall, but I was like, this is my one vice. It's my one vice. And I looked at the back and the ingredients and I was like, oh my word, this is the first thing I'm putting in my body in the morning. That's probably not good. So that led to choosing to put other things in my coffee, which led to this might blow your mind. I know this is bizarre. But three years ago, I actually stopped drinking caffeine. It was not my intention. And that before you think I'm a witch or like I get enough sleep, like what weird magic, <laughs> what spell has she cast over herself? Um, it really started because I was diagnosed with some health things. And so I was just going to take a really quick like four day cleanse and then get right back on it. But I felt good. And I haven't, I know it's bizarre, right? I have not had caffeine since in three years. So guess what I do to this day? 
I get up in the morning and I drink water. I know it's the weirdest thing ever, but it's the truth. And it started because I said, who do I want to be? I want to be healthy. What is something? What is one thing that person does? Drink water. One other example I'll give you is I asked myself that same question. Who do I want to be? I want to be strong spiritually. That was another answer for myself. What is something, one thing that that person does? And I said, well, they probably pray. So I thought, well, how can I do that? You know, how can I do this? And I decided at the time that I had about a 15 minute drive to the gym and I would get in the car and I'd put my phone away, which was also a very good habit because then I wasn't tempted to be on my phone and look at my phone. And I would pray out loud because I needed, otherwise I would get bored or distracted. So I prayed out loud on the way to the gym. And that started my prayer journey. Now, interestingly enough, when COVID happened and my gym shut down, do you want to know how long it took me to realize that I was no longer practicing that good habit? Yikes. So I had to stack it to something else. And now what I do, my surrender prayer and all that, I actually stack that with getting my house in order in the morning. And I'll talk about that on a future episode too. All righty. So has that helped to just encapsulate here what we're talking about? Who do I want to be? What is something that person does? Now notice, I did not say, well, that person loses 20 pounds or they work out an hour a day or they get up and pray for an hour or they read a book of the Bible a day. That will end your habit creation really quickly. Now, something like that may come good for you. But for today, we like small wins. Wins beget wins. Get addicted to the small things. So for today and for this next week, that's all I want you to focus on. These two questions. Who do I want to be? What is something that person does? Period. It's going to feel too simple. It's going to feel like it's not enough. It's not grand enough. This is not a New Year's resolution, by the way, because discipline or a strong mind can only get you so far. Habits, routine, automation is where it's at. Are you with me? Who do I want to be? What is something that person does? I cannot wait to hear what comes from the tiniest little thing, that 1% change, you're going to be blown away, but not for a little while. So don't give up right away. We're in such a microwave society, aren't we? That if the result doesn't happen immediately, we're like, meh, on to the next. So to cap us off here, I want to remind you that you have an expectation conversation coming your way on Friday. Don't miss it. Next week, next Tuesday, we're going to drop another episode that's going to be a next layer of this habit. And of course, I want a final reminder for you that those of you that want to be part of the mastermind, like if you are serious as could be and you're like, let's go and you want to be in the time for more in 2024, you can reach out to me. I will send you the application and we can get that rolling. All right, my friends, let's do this together. 2020 more and God bless you. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.